0: Been called here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, the year of God's supernatural favor. This is another series in this year, and today is the second message in the series that's simply called "Imperfect." Said to you last week, if there are any perfect people in here, we will pause for a minute to give you an opportunity to leave. Because you don't need church, you don't need God, you don't need encouragement, you've already got it going on. Uh, But if you are like I am, and you are certainly imperfect, then you're in the right place at the right time. And tell somebody, God still loves you. The series is a look at the life of the Apostle Peter who was certainly an imperfect vessel. Throughout these four messages in this series, we will look at four different aspects of Peter's life in which his imperfections were on display. But all the messages in the same way, God gave Peter another chance. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad about that. Hear the reading of our scripture text that is found and the gospel that has been recorded by St. Matthews. One verse, verse 23. We're reading from the New American Standard Bible today from the New American Standard Bible. The gospel that was recorded by St. Matthews chapter 16 and verse 23. Hear the reading of God's holy word. But he turned but Jesus turned And said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. For you are not setting your mind on God's interests, but on man's. And those that love God's word said amen. Reach over and catch someone by the hand. The subject is very simple. It is three words lifted directly from the text. As you squeeze those hands, amen. I don't want you to look at somebody because they think you may be talking about them. Amen, somebody. So just look around, whatever you got to do. Tell somebody I ain't talking about you. Say, this is about me, Amen. Squeeze those hands and say, a stumbling block. block. Amen. That's what we want to talk about. You may be seated in the presence of God Almighty. A stumbling block. Amen. In the first message of this series, uh, we stated that despite all of our imperfections, and there are many in all of our lives that the Lord can still use us to do a great and a mighty work for his kingdom. Despite our imperfections, God does not throw us away. Unlike man, God does not expect or require perfection. He knows from the, get the beginning that we are Lord that we have issues but he still chooses to use us. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. Uh, unlike any machine that you buy, any vehicle that you buy, you don't always look for the perfection. You don't always want it to be right. I see my baby sister in here. I talked about you this morning. I know you're going to show up today but I talked about how we go to restaurants with you, and you don't mind getting on the waiter or the cook or the manager if things don't be right. Sometimes I drop my head, but I'm grateful when they waive the bill. Amen. I because she says, I expected to be right. Amen. Don't let the glass be spotted or something on the plate. Drina will get all of us a free meal out of that. Amen. I am so glad that God doesn't treat us like that. I am so glad that when a spot showed up on our life and when a flaw was in our character, oh, I'm preaching hard to somebody now. God didn't recall us. (laughs) He didn't say, I have no use for you. But God still used us. Despite all of our flaws, somebody ought to say amen. Amen. Shout imperfection. Imperfection. And so, in this week's message, God has given us the assignment to discuss how someone, the same person, listen to this, can be both an asset and a liability for his kingdom. How somebody can be good for the kingdom and bad for the kingdom. How somebody can be a mighty spokesman for the goodness of the Lord and still be used by the devil. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. How someone can be a foundational rock and a stumbling block. How that is possible. So, You may be asking the question of me, Pastor Jackson, how can that be? How can the same person be a foundational rock that many can lean on and yet be a stumbling block? How can someone be good and bad? How can someone be good for the kingdom and yet can be detrimental for aspects of the kingdom. Well, in the natural, it is called the dichotomy of humanity. Natural scholars, such as anthropologists, sociologists, call this the dichotomy of human nature or the dichotomy of humanity, which is simply defined as within us as humans. The word dichotomy means twofold. It is a classification of two opposing views, two things that are not mutually uh, compatible to each other, but exist sometimes within the same structure. Jesus puts it this way, in every house there are vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor, vessels of silver and vessels of gold. Well, as I said to the church this morning, uh, Mother Jackson, those of us who are not anthropologists and sociologists and those of us who have not been privy to have master degrees of learning and higher education in that particular discipline knew what that was. We just didn't know what to call it, Dr. Helms. We call it something like this, wishy-washy. Y'all got me now, right? What you did not know was that you were talking about the dichotomy of human nature. You, you called it something like this, two-faced it. Let me preach to this side of the church. You, you call it, they are so sometimey. Have y'all been there? (laughs) What it means is that sometimes you're good and sometimes people act bad. Sometimes they act like they love you and other times they act like they don't even know you exist. Some of you are sitting by people right now that it just all depends on what Sunday you catch them. Some Sundays when Pastor Jackson say, go hug your neighbor, they go, oh, God bless you. Another Sunday, they said, don't you come over here. <laughs> the dichotomy of human nature. That in the same vehicle can exist uh, diametrically opposing views of something living within the same vehicle or vessel. But the answer is this. God can use anyone. Whew. I don't know about you, but I'm glad about that. That God can use some timey, two-faced, wishy-washy. Now, some of you ought to be happy because he uses you. And I know some of you are wishy-washy. I felt it. I see it. Don't know what day I'm going to catch you on. Amen. But the good news is that God hasn't thrown you away. Who can I preach? Good news is that God can still use your imperfections. The Asians call it a wabi-sabi, which simply means the beauty of imperfection. Means that with our faults, God still has a purpose for us in the kingdom. Ah, here are some words that God gave me in the preparation of this message some time ago that I had to just stop and sit up. Uh, Pastor Mack and I had to just get off the keyboard and say wow and God says bold face this highlight this and I just want you to help me preach this grab somebody by the hand because I don't want you to miss this and say the Lord specializes in using imperfect people to do great and mighty things I, I just don't want you to miss that because We sometimes think you've got to be all of that to be used by the Lord. And God says, in fact, you, no one, never has been. David suffered from the dichotomy of human nature. David was a mighty warrior of God, but an adulteress, a liar, and a murderer. David not only slept with the captain of his army's wife, but he had the man killed just to cover it up. But throughout all of that, here are God's words. David is a man out of my own heart. David is one that God chose to be the king of Israel. There are a whole lot of folk that suffered from that. Elijah, the prophet, I cannot help but think, suffered from the dichotomy of human nature. One end, Elijah stood up to bail at all of the false prophets and rained down fire from heaven. But then he ran from Jezebel, could not even muster the courage to stand up to Jezebel. Jeremiah suffered from the dichotomy of humanity. Jeremiah who writes, It is of the Lord's mercies that I am not consumed. His compassion faileth not. It is renewed every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Is the same person who writes, My soul is in derision. I'm discouraged. I feel like giving up. I tried to quit because nobody likes me. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that no matter how great you are, there's always an internal battle going on inside of your life. Paul puts it this way in Romans chapter 7. He says, when I want to do right, evil is present. Then if I do that which I desire not, Paul writes it is no longer I that doeth it but it is that which dwelleth in me which is called sin then he concludes I like uh, chapter 8 verse 1 thanks be to God uh, who's given us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ therefore now there is no condemnation how many of you are so glad that God didn't hold it against you I need to preach to some real folks. Tell somebody I've had my issues, you still have them. Amen. Church is not a place for perfect people. Amen. Just like a hospital is not the place for those who are not sick. Amen. Nobody walks to the hospital. We've got physicians and doctors in this congregation right now. And if somebody walks in and see Dr. McFaggin, Dr. Okereke, whoever else is in here, Dr. Franklin, and they say, uh, how are you feeling? I am doing so good, doctor. I am perfect. Everything is going right, and I've never felt better in my life. Then the next question is, what are you doing here? Am I right about it? Now, some of us are just hypochondriacs. Some folk, even when they're well, want to feel sick. But if you're not sick, and if you're doing well, amen, amen, somebody, uh, then, then you don't really need to be in ER. amen. You need to perhaps go sit on somebody's couch and then let them talk to you, and there's nothing wrong with that, amen. That's part of human nature also. But you don't need to be taking up the positions in ER time trying to placate you when ain't nothing wrong with you. What are you saying, Pastor? If there's anybody in here that ain't got no issues, then you don't really need this message today. But to the rest of us who came in on a stretcher. Can I preach to the other Robert Wilson? I know some of you have got it all going on, but some of us was, were rolled in here. And and lifted in here. Some of us had to be helicoptered. We were so bad, couldn't even get out ourselves. But God found us and picked us up and dropped us in the atmosphere. God said, "I'll, I'll bless you anywhere. The Lord uses imperfect people with issues. And problems because unlike humans, God is not deterred by our past discretions. I- I'm not giving you a cloak to sin, I'm just giving you permission to be delivered. Amen. God is not deterred by our past uh discretions, for unlike man who knows man knows what we have done and what we are doing, but unlike man. God knows what we will eventually become. Ooh, any, any witnesses in here? Nobody sitting right here know for sure what you will become but God. I don't care how close they are. And people, because the Bible says, not the Bible, uh, there's a wonderful cliche short that says success has many fathers. Which means that people take credit for other people's well-being. But that's usually after the fact. But only God can see you in your mess and say, just hold on, all the naysayers, because I see him in the future. Anybody so glad that God can see you in the future? Because no matter what you're going through now, God knows what you're going to be. God knows what you can become. And God knows a jacked up, messed up life can be a mighty witness for the kingdom of God. God says, I can't throw you away because I see something that you don't even see. Eye has not seen,
1: ear has not heard,
0: neither has it entered into the imagination of man. What God can do, tell somebody, be patient with me. Don't you give up on anybody. Why? Because God knows what their future looks like. And if we really were truthful for ourselves, a whole lot of us are in positions now that we didn't even think we would ever be in. Any any witnesses? If we were truthful for ourselves, a whole lot of you had some issues. You knew how to turn it up too. And that was before the young people coined the phrase, you're turned up literally means turning a bottle up. A whole lot of you had some issues that God had to clean up. But look what the Lord has done. Don't y'all make me, I feel like preaching in here. Look, oh, good God almighty. David, as a young man, made mistakes. But I said something to the church at eight that God told me to say, and I wanna say to you, thank God that the day of your worst mistake was not your last chapter somebody ought to help me celebrate how many of you are so glad that your worst mistake was not your last chapter that God kept turning the page God kept adding stuff to your book when you look back over your life David writes in Psalms 124 if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, where would I be? I've been young. Thank you, David. Now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or see to beg bread. So glad that God does not give up on us. Look at the text as we transition to the text. This great testimony of Peter, another aspect of Peter's life. Certainly, if there's anyone who, who could identify with the with the phrase, the dichotomy of humanity. It was Peter. Peter, Peter, somebody say Peter. Peter who was once referred to by Jesus as a rock. A few verses later in the same chapter called him the devil. I'm preaching now. Peter, 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 who, who, who recognized in verse 16 that, that Jesus was the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus was the Messiah. And Jesus said to Peter, Peter, Simon, he called him. Original Greek translation. Say, Jesus at that point changed him from Simon to Petra in the Greek, which simply meant rock. And Jesus says, upon this rock, I'm going to establish something. And I'm going to use you, Peter, uh, to, to be a foundational rock of the New Testament church. Look at Jesus goes on in this very same text to empower Peter with something I I, I need you to catch and follow me with this Uh, he empowered him before he identified him as the devil he said to Peter before he called him Satan Jesus says I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven Peter whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven Peter was feeling pretty good because Jesus had given him the authority to bind and to loose and change his name he became no longer Simon but when that point on when they referred to Peter they said Simon Peter Ah, you are who Jesus says you are but what happened between verses 16 and 22. Look at somebody and say, life is what happened. Life is what happens between your good days and your bad days. Amen. Jesus tells Peter that you're the rock and that I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Now, that was the good Peter. That was the Peter that Jesus said, flesh and blood, did not reveal this special revelation to you. But it was my father who was in heaven. That was the good Peter. But verse 22 is the other Peters. Now, before you judge Peter, I just want you to know that you got some different sides too. Come on, somebody. There's some folk who see your good side. But if they hang around long enough, Oh, can I preach? not If they hang around long enough, they'll see your other side. And some, it may take longer than others to see your other side. But some folk, it don't really take that long. <laughs> uh, they will shout all over you in church and don't get next to them or they'll curse you out in the parking lot. Look at somebody and say the other side the dichotomy of human nature. Jesus says, the good Peter, you are the one that flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. You are the one that I give the keys to the kingdom of heaven. I give you binding power. I give you the ability to loose things and I'll loose them in heaven. But then the text transitions. Then the text takes a total different path. Now, Jesus, in verse 22 and verse uh, 23, Peter says to Jesus in verse 22, Jesus, having said to them earlier that I am going to Jerusalem to be prepared to be abused and hurt and and suffer at the hands of many religious leaders and governmental officials, But I will be crucified, but three days later I'll rise again. Oh Jesus was telling them his purpose for coming to earth. Now remember Peter had just declared he was the Messiah, But then here comes the other Peter in verse 22. The text says Peter takes Jesus to the side, air. And he begins to now display the arrogant, know-it-all Peter. Y'all know that one too. The one that I know more than anybody else, even Jesus. This is the Peter who takes him to the side and pulls up his pants and uh, straighten up his voice. And like, I, let me help you out, Jesus. And I'll tell you, never, Lord, quote, this will never happen to you. In other words, you're lying. Can I preach? Wait a minute, Peter. Didn't the man just tell you he had to die and he will, he will get up in three days? But because you think you know everything, preach Pastor Jackson. And because he just anointed you, you got a little bit of anointing. Ain't nothing worse than somebody with a little anointing. God knows. I've had more headaches from people, Pastor Bradley. I, I just rather folk who just confess, I ain't got no anointing. God's hands are not on my life. I hadn't been called to do anything but go to church. Oh, Lord. You, all you do is give them a, I wish I could take some licenses and some papers back right now. Because it ain't nothing. Oh, Lord. I, I, I wish I could resend any of I should have listened to Bishop Jackson, Beacon Stokes a long time ago, and Daddy said, pump the brakes, son. Just take it easy. I said, no, Bishop, I just want to reward people. They're faithful, they they're, they're do He said, just watch it. Some folk can't handle elevation. <laughs> can I preach? <laughs> Ooh, I, I need to go by Green Lawn this afternoon and just apologize to Bishop, and say, man, you were so right. They were all right before you gave them papers, Jeff. They were all right before you put a title behind their name. And now they become minister and elder and deacon. And I can't preach. They don't use me. I don't ever get to pray. I don't, well, you didn't pray or read scriptures when you were just in the pew trying to get your praise on. Why you got to be somebody now? just need to preach this. I need to go to some place that'll use my gift. My season is up. Wait a minute, let me help. First of all, you ain't got no season. Every season in your life belongs to the Lord because the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Let me move on. There's nothing worse than a little anointing. That was Peter's problem. (laughs) Jesus just just gave him a little bit of anointing. Peter, you're the rock. Peter, upon your testimony, I'm going to build the church. Peter, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And now Peter goes in verse 22. Lord, let me have a talk with you. I need to tell you something. That ain't going to happen. It'll never happen. You will never die. We will never let it happen to you. Then Jesus turns on Peter and said, I may know how to elevate you up, but I know how to bring you down. Amen. The same Jesus that promotes you can cut you down. Amen, somebody. Same one that loves you know how to cut you off this same Jesus turns to Peter in verse 23 and says, get behind me, Satan. Calls him the devil. You have just called him the rock. And in the same chapter, you call him the devil. And you say to Peter, you are a stumbling block to me. Peter, the rock, has become Peter, the stumbling block. Peter, the rock, who he builds the church, is now a deterrent, is now a liability to the kingdom. Don't you get so full of yourself and think because you had one good week that it's going to be that way always. That's why you got to stay on your knees and pray to the Lord. Humble me, Lord. but man, here's your problem, Peter. In verse 16, you had your mind on things that were of God. But in verse 22, your mind was on things of men. You became selfish. In verse 16, you were godly. Preach Pastor Jackson. But see, it was never about Jesus. Peter just, said, hey, you can't go because you just told me I'm going to be in charge of something. And if you go, what am I going to be in charge of? He became selfish in the same setting of the text. Uh, the late professor, Dr. Larkin at CIU used to say, hermeneutics don't lie. In other words, the interpretation of the text is what it is. He became selfish. He went from being a block of encouragement, a rock of encouragement to a stumbling block. Why would Jesus say that? Because you've lost your focus again. Now you're thinking about things of men. Jesus had to rebuke Peter. Jesus had to put Peter in his place. Why? Because he wanted us to know in 2017 that you may be used by me one moment but if you aren't careful here it is tell somebody don't miss this I'm almost done. If you aren't careful the devil can sneak in and the devil can use what God has just used. Somebody ought to clap those hands and give God a hand of prayer. but here's the good news as we will do in every one of these sermons, here's the good news, the story doesn't end there (laughs) tell somebody that wasn't the last chapter in Peter's life the Lord could have said that's it I'm rebuking it, I I am uh, I am recalling everything and rebuking you And every good thing I've said I take it back but God said no still want to use you man although you've been used by Satan and you are a stumbling block I can still use you because thank God a person can change look at somebody and say thank God a person can change as you sit there Think about your life and and if God had not allowed you to change, where would we be today? I, 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 I can empathize with Peter because I know there have been times in my life in which perhaps God has used me to encourage some people and then there have been times in my life, even if it's inadvertently, God says that Satan creeped in and used you to discourage somebody. But we've got to stay on our knees and say, Lord, you can change me. You can make me to something good. You can do what only God can do. Look at somebody and say, thank God a person can change. I'm glad to know that Peter's last chapter was not you or Satan and a stumbling block. Thank God for Acts chapter 2. Woo. Thank God for the upper room. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God because on the day of Pentecost, God filled the room and all were filled. And the same Peter went downstairs and said the same Jesus that you crucified has become Lord and Savior catch somebody and say thank God it wasn't over then are you so glad that God didn't end your book at your worst moment stand to your feet all over this place we're done are you so glad that God says your worst moment listen to this and don't miss this this is God dropped this in my spirit between 8 and 11 sitting in the office at the charter house and God says, tell Bible Way your worst moment. In fact, catch somebody by the hand and say, your worst moment doesn't have to be your defining moment. Who am I preaching to? Somebody God is speaking to. God says, our worst days when folk gave up on us Ooh. brother Lewis Glover when they walked out on us folk said you'll never be anything God said that does not have to be your defining moment because it's not over until God says it's over I don't know about you by the way but I'm so glad that I serve a God who can change bad into good evil into righteousness A stumbling block into a foundational rock. I'm so glad that God can take the worst of me and still use me to bless somebody else. Put those hands up all over this place and tell God, thank you. Tell him, say, Lord, I thank you for changing me. and if you're here right now and you need the Lord to do something in your life, because God gave me an assignment to end this message right now and concentrate on this altar. Come back on Tuesday and we've got three really great takeaways from this message that we're going to share with you on Tuesday. But right now, God said there's somebody in here who needs to lift their hands up and say, Lord... Change me. Oh, come on, somebody help me. Say, change me, oh God. Lift those hands up and say, make me more like you. Come on, lift those hands and say, change me, oh God. Wash me through and through. Create in me a clean heart so that I may worship you change me God anybody want the Lord to change you leave your seat walk down the aisles meet me at this altar and say here I am Lord change me change me Lord I'm so far from perfect I have issues that are going on in my life right now I am going through the dichotomy of humanity even as we speak, I struggle between what's good and what is bad. Struggling between righteousness and evil. Some of you are here right now and don't feel bad because the truth of the matter is we all are Peter. Am I right about it? There's some Peters in here right now that says, Lord, I, I, I know you speak highly of me. But I struggle with issues. Here I am. That's right. Make your way down. Uh, stand at this altar. Make your way down. Stand at this altar. God says, I'm going to do a mighty thing. I, I'm going to transform some lives right here. I, I'm going to change your name from Simon to Peter. And all those Satan desires to use you. Peter! the scripture Peter Satan desires you and to sift you as wheat you remember that scripture then Jesus said but I pray for you that your faith faileth not in other words Peter I know because everybody that has greatness written over them there will always be a battle there will always be a struggle anybody that God's hands are on Satan will always try to Ooh. but throw those hands up and say change me oh Lord Ooh. Tamla Man said make me more like you somebody right now Sister Frances takes us into this worship experience Ooh. Ooh. you don't have to be ashamed hey man I, I have I have been where you are not too long ago and and, and may be there again. And where I say, here I am, Lord. Oh, come on. Somebody ought to tell them right now. Change me. Ooh. Yeah, listen. Lift those hands. Wave them in the air. Ooh. Yeah. Listen.
1: Ooh. Change me, oh God.
0: St. Francis. Yeah. Ooh. Make me more like
1: you. Change me. Change me oh God.
0: You've got to be real with yourself. Come on. If you want God to do something in your Wash life,
1: come on. Wash me through. Wash me through. And through. Oh. Ah, yeah, yeah, yes. Do it, Lord. Create. That I may, may, well may worship, uh, worship you. St. Francis, throw your hands up, somebody. Change, say, change me. me, oh God. Uh, do it right now, Lord. Make me more uh, I, I don't care what people say. Like uh, I you. just want to be pleasing to you, Lord. Change me, change, change me. Change me, oh God wash me through and through create. create in me do it right now lord a clean, heart. a clean heart i need you to change me so that i, uh, so, that I so that i may, may worship one more time, Francis. Come on. Somebody throw those Change hands up. Me, oh God. I don't want
0: to be a stumbling block. Huh?
1: Make, me more Make me more, more, more like you. Change Ooh. me, oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it right now, Lord. Watch me through. Ooh.
0: God is calling someone in the balcony, wherever Create you are. Create in me. Create in me, Lord. A yeah. Do it.
1: So that I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May <laughs> Worship you. Ooh. Yeah, yeah.
0: Somebody ought to meet change us here right now.
1: Me. Somebody, God is oh, dealing with you Lord, right now. Change I need me, you to change. change me, change, change me, change, change, me. change me. I'm struggling right now, Lord. Need I need you, you to, to change me, change me. from the inside.
0: tonight we will share with you three key takeaways from today's message. One of them simply says God will never give up on you. But Here's the key. Peter had a relationship with God. Through all of his ups and downs, through Peter, the doubter, the arrogant, bold Peter. Peter the fighter, Peter the denier, he always had a relationship with God. Here's the question, where do you stand with the Lord? Whew. I'm not talking about where you stand with Bibleware. Where do you stand with the Lord? Do you have a relationship with God that supersedes everything else? in your life if you don't have it I invite you when this prayer has ended to just stand with me at the altar and say Pastor Jackson I, I need that relationship I am so far from perfect but I want a relationship that even when I'm sinking he can pick me up Even even when I go against his will And he has to chastise me. He will not give up on me. Notice what Jesus did not say to Peter. He told Satan to get behind him, not Peter. (laughs) Jesus chastises the spirit that's using you. But he wants you to be right there by his side. So I don't care what you're going through. The Lord says, I still love you. I can change you. I can make you into something great. After this prayer, if you hear it, you want to make that commitment. If you want to join the church, joining the church simply means somebody is praying for my soul. I, I'm a part of something greater than me. Nobody, no church, no one is perfect. But if you're looking for something greater than yourself, then God says He's available. Whew. He is changing you as we speak. He's doing it right now. God will never forsake you. He'll never leave you. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you this day. Thank you for this second message in this series. Thank you for this imperfect series. Thank you for allowing us to study the testimony of Peter on one hand was a great and a mighty man, but on the other hand, Peter had issues. He it was arrogant, he was too cocky for his own good. Peter, who was a fighter, a person, but the good news is that you never gave up on Peter. <laughs> you still use him to be the first bishop of the New Testament church. To be the first leader of the New Testament church, that lying Peter, who, that man that you said, get behind me, Satan, you still use them. Although he was a stumbling block, that was not the final chapter in Peter's book. Who, uh, your hands were on him and you used him in a mighty way. Use us, Lord. Despite our frailties, our faults, our flaws, our limits. Thank you for using us and not giving up on us. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And the people who trust in the Lord their God said, amen. 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 Put your arms around somebody. Say, God's changing you, right? Come on, if there's anybody... Come meet me at this altar. You don't have to be perfect. But if you want God to do something in your life, if you want to make that commitment,
1: So come on, lift those hands. let change somebody else. Come on, so step out right changed. now. Step out. Walk down those aisles
0: changed. right now, right. 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 right, Wherever you are, wherever you are, come.
1: Somebody else. God is calling you right now. The Lord, change so right. me. Clap those hands I'm so glad God still wants you
0: You don't have to be a stumbling block God
1: can use you Somebody else He changed hey, hey, hey. He changed me. Anyone else? Give God a hand of praise for these. Come on,
0: let's celebrate what God is doing. I'm so glad. Come on, Zion. Yeah, yeah. As we stand for the benediction, here are the things that we will cover Tuesday. Number one is that we all need to be careful. We are not inadvertently being used by the enemy to become a stumbling block to the Lord's purpose. Look at somebody and say, we've got to be careful. Number two is this. We all at some point have dealt with that inward struggle to be something other than what the Lord created us to be. It's called The Dichotomy of Humanity. And then finally on Tuesday night, we will end with this. The Lord will never give up on us. Ooh. But he knows what we can eventually become. He knows that we can change. Amen, somebody. Ooh. Amen. Tuesday night for one hour from 7 until 8. Come back. And, and hear God speak to you through those three key points. Lift those hands for the benediction. Let us also pray for those that are going through uh, the horrendous storm that is pounding the state of Florida now. And we're continuing to pray for our brothers and sisters in Houston. Thank you for your contributions. We're going to have to expand this even beyond Houston. Because there's some churches in Jacksonville and other places uh, that we want to be a blessing to also. Amen. Uh, let God use you to bless somebody else. As you lift those hands to the Lord, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor. And may the Lord, throughout this week, throughout this year, throughout your life, May the Lord give you his peace. And the church said amen. Amen. Greet somebody and tell them I'll see you on Tuesday night. Amen. Amen. God bless you.